The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is Jack Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host, you with me, Chris? I'm here, James. Chris, I am tired up. <laughs> I, I hear the well, voice. I can't wait to hear what's going to be said today. You know, let me introduce our guest first. We have the prophet, Wayman. Wayman, glad you're here. Oh, I'm glad to be here. He's still hungover. I know you're still hungover. We know why. <laughs> but we're going to get you off. And then, you know, I had to introduce him last today because I'm surprised he called me. But he's a trooper. But he's going to take it today. Abe, are you there, Abe? Well, I'm here. I'm here. I was all the way in Chicago, and I called you. What'd that tell you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Well, let's get started. Little, I'm going to start off. A little bit of salt notes. in the wound? Is that, what, you, is that what happened? A little bit, you know, yeah. Wait a minute. We got to beat up on here today. I know we talked about my Eagles. That, we ain't talk about that. We talk about those Cowboys. Wait a minute, I think I told you. I know I told Abe. If you get that far... And I said, they're going to lose. Watch. You know, everybody kept talking about that game where they didn't play them with the Eagles. They should have played every player in that game and had that momentum. What do you guys think about that? Wait a minute, you go first. I want Eagles. You know what? You can't say anything about, <clears throat> I mean, obviously the, the Cowboys got off to a slow start. Um, you know, but you, you can't really say anything about the offense. Uh you look at your star players, and then what Ezekiel Elliott was able to do, Dak Prescott was able to do. You got uh, Jason Witten with his first ever postseason touchdown. Uh, you got Des Bryant on the outside with two touchdowns. Everybody, a, every major offensive contributor on that team, Terrence Williams catching passes. Can't blame the offense. That defense, unfortunately for Dallas, was finally exposed. And, and that's basically what it boiled down to. So, I mean, if, if the Cowboys, to be honest, nothing to hang your head about. you got a rookie that's led you to one of your best seasons ever in Cowboys franchise history. Um, if you're the Cowboys organization, you have him locked up for another two, three years at a base minimum salary, which allows you to go out on the defensive side of things and – and fix that side of the ball. I mean, you got two rookies who you have under contract for the next three or four years. You got your best receiver on the outside locked up. Um, you can replace receivers if you don't like Terrence, uh, Terrence Williams and, and what have you. I think the Dallas Cowboys on paper are in good shape. The only thing that's going to keep them back 
is their management, which already is. I mean, you got freaking dumb Jerry Jones saying, we're not going to name a starter for next year. Are, are you kidding me? Like, hey, it doesn't even make any sense what the Dallas Cowboys do, and, and because of that, I love it. So uh, I'm glad that Jerry Jones is the owner because he says stupid stuff like that that only inspire doubt rather than confidence in their young team. What do you think, Gabe? Well, I got, I got to tell you like this, uh, and, and I think we talked about it earlier in the season. I, I, I thought all year long, you know, that uh, the only thing about this oh, team fine, that man. was uh, a little bit sketchy, in my opinion, was yeah. the defense. And sure enough, you know, that's what it, it boiled down to, like, like Raymond said. But, uh, you know, I mean, you hear, you hear about these guys week to week making big plays. You know, Dak Prescott, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, uh, Des Bryant, uh, Jason Witten, uh, Cole Beasley. You know, time and time again, you hear all this, these big plays being made week to week. And who do you hear from their defense? You don't hear anybody about their defense. Nobody. There's nobody on their defense that, that was making big plays or, or you know, uh, th- that I felt like, anyways, uh, you know, as far as, you know, getting getting big plays done. And, 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 you know, I think they need somebody, you know, on the, on the front, on the uh, defensive line to, to apply more pressure because I don't know if you guys watched the same game that I did, but uh, at first, Aaron Rodgers had all the time in the world to throw this ball. I mean, he, he had infinite amounts of time, you know, and, 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 and I don't want to get started on the officiating as far as, you know, the, the holding calls and, and whatnot. But it, to me, it looked like there was a lot of holding going on by Green Bay. And uh, not, not to say that that, that would have made any uh, bit of difference. You know, maybe it would have a little bit anyways, but... Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know. It just, it just went, uh, it went, it went bad uh, in a hurry. And then, you know, uh, like Wayman said, the offense was was able to to come back eighteen points, which is great. You know, you can't you can't say anything about the offense. The offense was great. They did exactly what they were supposed to do when they were supposed to do it, and they got the job done. But you know, Jerry Jones and Spend some money on your defense, and maybe next year you'll have a championship team. That's all I got to say right there. Well, you think, Chris? Well, I, I, I think what what uh, what Abe said was something that I, I had talked about two weeks ago was about their pass rush that they they were very susceptible to that, and it proved big time in the game that you know he's right. It, Aaron Rodgers was just having having you know minutes upon minutes in that backfield to to try to find someone open to throw that ball and that wasn't helping helping their defense out at all you know to so you know that 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 for 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 what they need to look for for next year they that's something they need to, to fix in is to get some pass rush you know going on their defense so this does never happen again to them you know what i was with my brother i was watching a game and all of them was running them all I said, let me tell you something. I'm going to say two words, Aaron Rodgers. The reason why I said that because he's been there before. Nothing against Dak and all them, but he's been in this situation before. One, 
you gave that man too much time at the end. And you know that, Wayman. And I think I told you that, Abe. I was like, in the playoff, that's why I only watch basketball to the playoff, you know, second and third round. It's a whole lot different. I mean, you might, Cleveland Browns, they're in the playoff, they might even beat the Dallas. It's a different game. You know, so I was trying to tell them, Aaron been there. You know, you gave that man too much time to get in field goal range. And you knew, you could just see that playing out, that that was going to happen. You guys agree with that? I, I don't even know. I mean, obviously Dallas needs a pass rush. I, I mean, I, I think that's very apparent, and, and everybody's in agreement there. But I don't care how much time you give Aaron Rodgers. Uh, at the end of that game, it's third and 20, and you have arguably their best receiving option that day in Jared Cook run free down the field. Didn't get bumped, didn't get jammed, wasn't picked up by anybody. And they gained, what, 25, 35 yards when they needed 20 on third down? Yeah, wait a minute. You played in, the in, Inexcusable. Inexcusable. I don't hey, care how much time is left on the clock. You are in a pre-ranked defense. It's not to let him get behind you. You keep you, the ball in front. You, you can't, Come on. You can't, you can't be in a pre-ranked defense when a field goal kills you. See, that if you were in a pre-ranked defense, then something is wrong. Now, at the end of the game, if you're up 10 or up whatever and you're playing not to get beat, that's one thing. If you're in a prevent defense when a field goal beats you, then you shouldn't be anybody's defensive coordinator. You can't play prevent when you're preventing yourself from winning the game. A prevent defense is meant not to give up a touchdown or not to give up something that's going to cost you at the end of the game. But when it's third and 20, and you don't even pick up a receiver running free across the field. And obviously Aaron Rodgers said it because he said he drew it up in the huddle. So Dallas must have shown tendencies, and he knew exactly what he was doing. There's something wrong with that defense. There's something wrong with the defensive play calling. When you got 30 seconds to start on the clock and you give up a field goal, you can't play prevent defense with 30 seconds on the clock and you can lose the game. No way. You, you hope your defensive line get to him. And that's what they was hoping. Didn't happen. Well, how you how are you gonna how are you gonna hope your defense line gets to them when they haven't got to them all game? I mean, you know, I hope I'm a millionaire tomorrow, but it's not gonna happen. I mean, they they didn't show it one time the whole game as far as putting any pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They definitely weren't gonna do it in that situation with all the chips down. And it was it, it was easy. It was like a drawn up play. And they always say, and, and you notice too, love. I mean, what 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 uh, what play? In the Cowboys' book, did they have for third and twenty? They didn't. You don't have a third and twenty play. Sometimes you get them just based on luck and necessity, but the fact that you give that up in a crucial time in the game speaks volumes to how bad that defense is. That defense wasn't bad all year, eight was it? Well, you know, I'm not saying that they were horrible. I mean, they were they were good, but they weren't great. You know, and they weren't uh, they weren't caliber for Aaron Rodgers. You know, and uh, you know, it, and I think a lot of it has to do with the, the fact that there there was no pressure applied to Aaron Rodgers. And when they did apply the little bit of of, of pressure that they did apply to him, you know, it made it, it made it uh, a little bit tougher for him. But it wasn't like I said, it wasn't caliber for for what he was capable of. So, so based That's on what you guys point. are saying, which quarter, which quarterback played better, Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott? 
I, I, I believe Dak Prescott had a great game. You know, I mean, to be down 18 points to come back and 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 tie the game up. I mean, that's that's phenomenal right there. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I, I would have to say Dak Prescott did. It's hard for me to say because obviously Green Bay didn't even sniff a punt until I think the second half. So obviously, when when you look at how the momentum and 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 stats and everything else, you would give the nod to Aaron Rodgers. But then you look at Dak Prescott being put in that position, completely changing the momentum and bringing his team back. Um, you say, okay, well maybe that evens it up, and then you have to give it to Aaron Rodgers again. Because look what he did at the end of the game. I mean, I, I think it was, was pretty evenly played. I think you would give the nod to Aaron Rodgers in the first half, obviously to Dak Prescott in the second half. But when they needed a big play to win the game, and Dak Pres- don't get me wrong, Dak Prescott made those plays. I mean, that last drive that Dallas had, or actually the drive before, not only did he bring them down, but got the two-point conversion as well, he laid it all on the line when the chips were down and methodically drove them down the field against Green Bay's defense. But they went. have to give the yeah. What? Why was every cowboy fan screaming to put Tony in at one time? Why was that, like, Wayman? And that, you know, why I knew they, that was. Why, a, why were they screaming what? To put Tony Romo in, you know. See, and and that's the thing, and that's what I, that's what I said about the 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 Cowboys management. The the fact that Tony Romo even came out of anybody's lips. Exactly. This is how you know that. This is how you know Doug Prescott. Is a way better quarterback than Tony Romo will ever be. When's the last time Tony, Tony Romo did that? Can you remember? No one can. No one. People talk about how great Tony Romo is. When, remember that championship game that Tony Romo did what Dak Prescott did? Of course you can't because he never did it. He's never done it. He never even threw a touchdown pass to Jason Witten in the postseason. Tony Romo, in his ten years plus with the Cowboys, has not done what Dak Prescott did in one game. But yet and still because of management and their loyalty to him and his relationship with Jerry Jones, you don't even name Dak Prescott your starter going into next season, which is complete and utter foolishness. But I love it because Dallas Cowboys will never get and never be a championship team as long as management continues to do the same type of thing year in and year out. You hear that, eight? Yeah, yeah, I hear it. I hear it loud and clear. I mean, it, you know, it was the same way for the Raiders for a long time. You know, and yeah, you know, I, I think things are starting to change that way for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you just you, I, you know, I was I was reading about the Cowboys today. Um, they had the least amount of cap room going into next year. They only have about twelve million dollars with the adjusted salary cap. Now, there's a way to change that. You let Tony Romo go, or at least trade him, um, and you save instantly about. 14 to 17 million dollars right there. He has the highest um, cap hit in the league, which will be 24.7 million dollars if they just release him outright, which is what they're saying is probably going to happen because of his relationship with Jerry Jones and Tony Romo wants to play for someone next year. So instead of making a smart business decision and having a team like the Broncos or someone else trade you draft picks um, <clears throat> or send you money, where you can upgrade that defense, which you can't do with only $12 million in, in cap space next year, um, they're going to probably release Tony Romo outright, get nothing in terms of compensation, and still have that same defense, if not worse, next year. Um, 
And, and that just, like I said, that just goes to my point where Tony Romo feels like he can go to management, Jerry Jones, and get released uh, rather than get traded uh, or have any compensation come back the other direction. The Cowboys aren't in good shape. They're in good shape, like I said, because you have Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott tied up for the next three, four years on rookie salaries and contracts. But they're not in good shape because obviously they're paying Witten, obviously they're paying Des Bryant, and if they're dumb, they're still paying Tony Romo to either be on that team or just be out, outright released. Do you hear that, Chris? I well, <laughs> there, there, there's some truth to all that. I mean, I, I, I also did a little homework on the Dallas Cowboys too. You know, of course, you know the pass rush is the first thing they they got to invest into. They got to do something about that. Second thing is they have to find Dak a new backup. You know, do they do they stick with Romo or do they go and find someone? You know, like Wayman was saying, is going to cost a lot less. So when when it comes to draft, do they go ahead and draft a another college quarterback or or someone in in the league? You know, that's maybe on the last leg, not like Mark Sanchez, but somebody that actually can throw the ball without uh, throwing interceptions. Uh-huh. You know, the other thing they got to look at is is some young pass catchers. You know, they have some some receivers because there's going to be some free agents that are going to be happening with with them, and some people may not be returning. Well, listen to this, Chris. Every year, that team, everybody's like, oh, they're going to be doing the same thing next year. It don't happen. Look at look at the Broncos. Teams figure out how to beat that defense. They ran the ball on them. Right. The running right. back killed the Broncos. Everybody keeps talking about their offense, but they figure out how to score on that defense. Before last year, they don't figure out how to beat Dallas. You know, Dallas ain't going to have that 14-2 season like they had last year. I guarantee you, because one, Green Giants had them beat two times. Eagles had them beat once, but you know they probably. But there was a lot of teams that Dallas should have lost the game. They didn't. Teams got them figured out. So what do you do now? Everybody keep thinking like Carolina's gonna come back next year and go straight to the Super Bowl. They were five and eleven, I think. What do you guys think you of that? To, you know? you, yeah, you have to be innovative. You have to be innovative, and that's why you have to give Bill Belichick his due. Because Bill Belichick, no matter what cards he dealt wins year in and year out. No running backs to speak of, even though they have one in James White. Um, you know, you got Blount, but, you know, you, you, you don't have premier running backs. You don't have premier receivers. You have no one on the outside as a receiver. You lose arguably the best tight end in the league in Gronkowski. And yet and still, you continue to win and win and win, and win. And it's because he doesn't have any ego in it. He's willing to invert his offense. When a league says you need an outside receiver killing you, he went and got Aaron Hernandez and Gronkowski and inverted his whole offense and went inside out. He fits his system around the players that he has. And these offensive coordinators and coaches get to the fact that they think they know what they're doing. So you're going to fit into what we're doing. You look at the Broncos this year and how they ran their offense. Completely different than what they've done in the past, um, and it didn't work. You have to be able to fit your system into what players you have, and that's why teams from year in and year out don't do as well. That's why when Shanahan went to the Redskins with RG3 and you tried to manipulate and make someone play a certain way or adjust to a certain system, it doesn't work. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think people will ad- adjust to Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. What I don't think you're right about, though, is that I think – you know, you look at Dak Prescott, and he has it. You have someone that came from a spread offense in college who ran a professional offense taking handoffs 
didn't have a preseason to learn, didn't have any learning curve, and came in and performed like he did. If, if, if I'm a coach, if I'm a GM, if I'm a fan, I love that. This, he, he handled everything you threw at him, all the attention, America's team, playoffs, down 18. You couldn't ask. The, the Cowboys are set. As long as they don't mess with that guy's confidence, the Cowboys are set. They have a winner on their team. They have a winner. This what we'll do. We'll they take a break. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll let y'all finish that. Then I know Chris had questions, but, you know, I still want to beat up on A with the Cowboys, though. I just want to do it. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host, Loving That Sports Talk. Co host, you with me, Chris? I'm here, James. I hope we didn't lose Abe. Abe, you with us? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> and we got the prophet. The prophet, come on now. You you taking right, the light on Abe today. You taking the light on Abe today. But I know before I got one more question. I know Chris got but but uh, am I wrong or right, Chris? Didn't they have um, Dak spike the ball to stop the time time management with the clock? Isn't that on the the um, coach? Go ahead, Abe. What did you thought about that when they did that? Yeah, you know that was, you know, the, the whole time management thing. Just it did, it wasn't, it wasn't good, you know. And and like like they said, like Wayman said earlier, there was way too much time left on the clock for Aaron Rodgers to do what he did, you know. Uh, so I, I think they 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 definitely could have done a, a better job in that department, you know. That that would at at minimum, I, I believe, would probably have gotten them. At least into overtime, and had that happen, then I, I believe that they truly had a chance at winning that game. But uh, it, it just never, it never got to that point. So, Wayman, no, I, I think people look at it <clears throat> in the wrong way. And hindsight is twenty twenty. So Dallas at that point 
you imagine was trying to score a touchdown. And that's why they spiked the ball. They weren't, they weren't going to kick a field goal. That's not why you spiked the ball. Dallas is trying to score and win the game. Now, they have incomplete passes and whatnot. <clears throat> Third and seven, you wind up having to kick a field goal to tie the game. That, that's what you do. You, you, would you rather go for a tie or would you rather spike the ball and try to win it? You're trying to win. You're not trying to go to overtime when you might possibly get beat. Dallas had the right mindset. I want a coach that's trying to win the game rather than spike the ball and go for the tie and go to overtime. I mean, in hindsight, because you lost, of course that seems like the best thing to do. But in reality, if, if, if you're trying to win the game, that's not how you play the game. Yeah, but that's a different time of game. I mean, I mean, you're in the playoff. You're trying to live and play another play. Do you agree with that, Chris? Uh, yeah, well, you should be. I mean, you're 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 at that level, and we talked about you know basically that you're going to be facing the best of the best at that point once you get to the playoffs. So, you know, you have to to play and 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 do what you can at least to to tie, and then if you tie, then then go into overtime and you know try to win the game. Because like like Abe said, if they went overtime, Dallas would have won that game. I'm telling you. Hey, you're, like, deep, say, you're deep. You're deep in Green Bay's territory. Um, and you have time on the clock. You have over 30 seconds. You are trying to win the game. You've been slicing and dicing. You come back, so you, you put the brakes on that, and you say, okay, we're just going to kick a field goal and go for the tie, so we're just going to let the clock run out and kick the field goal at the end? No, I'm yeah. in field goal range already. Let that clock run so I'm not giving Aaron Rodgers four minutes right. to go downfield again. Yeah, I'm trying to go into overtime, let my team regroup. Yeah. Because you see what happened. It's that same if you had the lottery, you've been a million. If Dallas will win the overtime, they won. They go your lottery ticket. Didn't win. Go ahead, Chris. I think we lost him on that one. So, okay. You know, there were some other games that happened last weekend, not just, not just the, the Cowboys. You know, Falcons over Seahawks, and I think Falcons were pretty dominant during the whole game. Same thing the Patriots over Texans. Texans did not need to, need to even be in that game. But um, the Steelers and the Chiefs was a pretty interesting game. Not only was the weather, you know, horribly cold, it was, it was pretty nail-biting and almost to the bitter end. Um, you know, they, they'd gone, Chiefs had gone for that two-point conversion, and because of that holding call, they, you know, they, 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 got, they got brought back on it. You know, what, 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 what do you think happened on that? Or what, what do you think, did they, did they do the right thing? I mean, what, was the call made right, Abe? Well, you know, I, I, honestly, I, <laughs> I didn't even watch that game. After, what? after I, saw, I saw Dallas <laughs> lose, I, I, I couldn't take any more football. Not a true football fan. I was. I had enough that day. But uh, yeah, you know, I I, from what I understand, it was a close game, and you know the 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 better team came out on top, and that that's you know. He didn't have time to watch the game. I was texting him too much. (laughs) (laughs) Just gloating. We understand. Wayman, what do you think about that? Uh, Yeah, the the Seattle game was a blowout. Uh, Non-competitive. Same thing with the Houston game. Uh, Pittsburgh game should have been the same way if you actually watched the game. If you convert two of those touchdowns 
when Pittsburgh is down in Kansas City territory, that's not even a ball game. Um, ben Roethlisberger calling his own number, trying to throw a quick pass and getting tipped and getting picked, not going for it on fourth and one when you were down on the goal line um, in that first series. I mean, Pittsburgh consistently moved the ball. The one thing I will say is that they stalled in the red zone uh, multiple times that game. Kansas City was very inconsistent. So in my mind, even though that game did wind up being fairly competitive, um, it, it, it like Abe said, the better team won. Um, I don't think it should have been that close, and it was definitely the right call on the two-point conversion. He clearly held them, and not only did he hold them, he took them to the ground. I mean, you want to complain if you're <clears throat> Travis Kelsey or uh, the former or, or Reed. There's no way. I mean, he took, not only did he hold them, he clotheslined them and took them to the ground. It's an obvious holding call. Hey, William, you ever heard a coach say, you know, everybody want to blame the ref at the end of play with those calls. It shouldn't come down to that. Am I wrong or right? Right. It shouldn't have, it shouldn't have come down to that. I mean, obviously, and you talked about prevent. Pittsburgh went to a prevent defense at the end of that game, and that allowed Kansas City, for the first time since that first series of the game, to move the ball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if Travis Kelsey wants to blame anyone, <clears throat> blame himself for the penalty, uh, for the penalties he cost his team, and also for the very clear drops. I mean, he had some easy opportunities to make some plays in that game that he didn't make. So, no, you definitely, it, it definitely didn't come down to me from for the ref, from the referees. Even though obviously, without that call, uh, it could have been a different game. But Pittsburgh clearly <clears throat> was the better team that night and deserved to move on, in my opinion. That was the game after the Cowboy game, Abe. Yeah, the one yeah. you missed. <laughs> Crazy. So, so, so after after the the, the Pittsburgh um, and and Chiefs game, um, the the Pittsburgh, you know, they're, they're hyped. They go into into the the locker room. They're talking, and during during it, um, Antonio Brown starts to record what the coach is saying in the locker room, and there was some things that weren't exactly nice things to say about New England and so forth, and he posted it to Facebook. <laughs> so for everyone who's, who's friends of his or, or, or want to be friends, you know, can hear what, what the coach is saying, which is a no-no, you know, with, as far as media goes. And, and you know, everyone's jumping, jumping down on him. I mean, do, do you think he, he was wrong in what he did, Wayman? Uh, it, it, it's beyond wrong. I mean, it, it, that you're you're uh, uh, violating some of the most unwritten rules in in all of sports. Um, you don't ever say what goes on in that locker room. I, I don't know how many locker rooms I've been in in my lifetime, but I've always seen something which says, you know, what happens here, what's said here stays here when you leave here, or something to that effect. And and that's in. From from Pop Warner all the way to playing in college, I've seen that same sign over the door in the locker room. Um, he knows better. I mean, and, and Mike Tomlin was completely correct to call him uh, a selfish person. I mean, you don't, you don't do that. You don't expose your team. Obviously, the language is more colorful. You feel mm-hmm. like you're amongst your family, um, and you can say whatever you want to say. 
And, and obviously part of that is to hype you up. You're going to talk about, you know, are you going to say the New England Patriots are great and we really look forward to playing? No, you're going to say they're assholes and we hate them and we want to kill them. And, they, and, and, and the ironic thing about that whole video is you hear Ben Roethlisberger come on and say, whatever's said here stays here. We don't want this out on social media. And, and even hearing that, you're recording the whole conversation for the world to see, like, how stupid can you be? I mean, he, he, deserves, he needs to get on his knees in front of that team, in front of that coach, and beg forgiveness. I, there's nothing worse than to violate the sanctity of that locker room, in my opinion. Right. Well, I, I don't believe that the, the fact that he, the fact that he recorded it is not where he went wrong. Where he went, went wrong was when he posted it to social media and gave it to the world to see. You know, it, it, had he just recorded it and kept it to himself, no big deal, no harm, no foul. You know, but when, when it was let out to the whole world to see, that's, that's kind of where, where things went, went awry, I believe. But, but he, you know, he was in violation of even in his recording. NFL rules say that you can't, his team rules say that you can't even recording that, even recording it is a violation of rules. Like I said, if me and you are having a personal conversation, Abe, if, if, if we're sharing intimate thoughts, <clears throat> letting some stuff out, you shouldn't even record that. That's not Wait something minute, for I, anyone else I'm not, potentially to hear. I'm not disputing, I'm not disputing that. What, I, what I'm saying is, had he recorded it and never showed it to anybody, nobody would have ever even known that he recorded it. Am I right? Okay. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. I can understand but, that but, part of it. But where he went wrong was was letting it out to the world. There's two things with that because you ever notice some when you record something, it always seems to find a way in somebody else's hand. So it shouldn't have been recorded, you know? Plain and simple. I, I agree with Wayman on that, but that's the same thing you're saying too, Wayman. You know, like me, if me and Abe talking about something at work and I tell him something, you know, and it get out, that's that's, you know, even bad, but still even worse than locker room with guys, you know, only had that group of guys, you know, and you go, and then the sad part about, well, they said he was getting paid for that. So basically you put your wow. team out for wow. money, you know, you sold oh, your that, team. That's horrible. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear about the getting paid for it part. Yeah, he, he got that. paid for that. That's why he did it. Facebook was he, paying he really, him. That's what he posts stuff. And that's what they really even more mad. That, that's really, that's horrible. Horrible. You're, you're saying he got paid for that recording? Yeah. Facebook was paying him. Look that up, Chris. Yeah. That's why they're even more pissed because they found out he can pay. When he do something live and stream, Facebook pay him. So he got paid. That's why he did that. I mean, he I did I heard that, but it doesn't surprise me. The NFL uh, has strict rules about posting anything 90 minutes after the ending of a game. So he, he not only was in violation of his team and locker room rules, but also uh, the NFL rules. And obviously you don't, want, you don't even want a camera in the locker room. You got guys in there in various states of undress, Correct. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the language is more colorful. Um, people are expressing their thoughts. And, and, and it's not all coherent. You just now won a game. You just now beat someone. And, and, and what you say in the moment may be different than what you say when you're a little more, and I'm not saying anyone was drunk, but when, when your thoughts are a little more clear and, and sober. So 
some of that is not even to be taken with a grain of salt. And, and obviously, Tomlin was given a motivational speech. But if I just look at it, and if I look at it as a kid, or if I look at it as an opposing team, it gives them uh, automatic bulletin board material, and, and you never want to give any team any motivation. You don't need to be any more motivated than you are, but you just, oh, man, I don't understand it. Yeah, they say he might not be with the team next year. Well, see, and that's what Tomlin said. Now, now Pittsburgh, would they're just talking, and Tomlin basically said, you wonder how great players wind up on different teams. Well, there you go. They would be... They wouldn't be the same team without him, and, and, and obviously any team out there would be happy to give him, get him and pay him millions upon millions. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, 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 there is some truth to that. You wonder how a, a player of Brandon Marshall's caliber winds up on four or five different teams throughout his career, <clears throat> um, and that's why. When you do stupid stuff, you know, that, that could potentially fracture the team, Pittsburgh has a decent chance to go into New England and beat them, and then you do something like that, which obviously now, is anybody talking about the Pittsburgh-New England game? They want to know about the video, which is the yeah. wrong thing to be focused on. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris. That's true. So <clears throat> the, the other big news this week has to do with San Diego. They're no longer going to be San Diego. The owners won't pay. The owners are billionaires, and they refuse to build a new stadium down there. The, the, the people of San Diego won't pay for it in tax dollars. The owners won't pay for it out of their pocket. So they've decided they're going to move to L.A. and become the L.A. Chargers. So we're going to have the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Chargers in the area. <laughs> you know, what, what, what does that say about teams? I mean... You know, because the fans that are there, I, 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 I don't foresee a lot of San Diego people. They're going to be upset and ticked off. They're not going to want to drive up to L.A. to go watch them because they, they feel deserted. What, what do you think about that, Abe? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I saw a little bit about it, you know, and, and I, I think they, they are going to lose fan base over it. You know, uh, uh, I also saw, you know, some of the stuff that they were doing with the the logos, you know, as far as uh, the the L.A. Uh, Chargers theme that was going around. That uh, it basically was a Los Angeles Dodgers uh, with uh, with a lightning bolt on the end of the the L, you know, and and it was, you know, it was. Uh, it wasn't very creative, you know. I mean, it just seemed like they just kind of threw it together and said, "Oh, this will this will work," you know. And and people were were kind of making fun of that stuff, you know. And and so yeah, you know, I, I hope hopefully somebody shows up to to watch those games for them because, like I said, I, I think they're they're definitely going to lose some fan base over that. Right, Wayman, what do you think? I mean, I think you're right. You have one of the one of the wealthiest people in this country, who, and, and it's not just him; it's all these owners. Um, they feel like the public should pay for their stadium. You wonder why, and I've always wondered why there are so many 49er fans across the country. Well, they weren't initially 49er fans; they were Raider fans until the Raiders moved to L.A. I used to. I'm, I was born in Oakland. I started off a Raiders fan, and obviously the Raiders had their heyday in the 70s when I was born. Um, 
they moved to L.A., well, a lot of those fans in the Bay Area became 49er fans. I hated the 49ers, and the one team that was competitive with them in the 80s was the Redskins, and that's why I became a Redskins fan. But, but to my point, you're going to make those San Diego fans anything other than L.A. Charger fans. I mean, I, I read something this morning where San Diego moving companies are refusing to move Chargers. Um, they're not going to be L.A. Charger fans. It, loyalty doesn't run that deep, especially when a billionaire decides to move your childhood team, a team you rooted for and supported, and supported well, mind you, over the last 30, 40 years. And because you're looking for more money and because you're looking to share a stadium or maybe have a new stadium built that taxpayers are willing to pay for, you're going to move the team? I mean, they did it in Baltimore. They, did, they continue to do it, and it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and I hope nobody from San Diego supports that team anymore. I mean, it, it, it's ridiculous. It's what they did. It's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, too. So you have the same situation where, you know, you have a, you, you have a team that, that's going to move. Uh, and I hope the fan base in Oakland is not stupid enough to fall for that crap again. Just let the Raiders go. You know, the San Diego don't care and the Rams don't care because they ain't, they they say they got to win, but they don't got to win. There's too much going on in L.A. You got the Dodgers running the A. You got the Clippers. You know, they look at the Lakers. So nobody really care about the football team, really. I mean, unless it was the Oakland Raiders there. But, you know, I mean, do we even care? Nobody even care about the Rams got a 30-year-old coach now. Nobody talking about, you know, this season. Look at San Diego. Hell, they weren't even winning in San Diego. You think they're going to win in L.A. by moving to a new stadium? Really? Well, the, fans, the fans did come out and support the Rams, even even though they were horrible. And so you imagine with a new coach, you might generate some buzz, and, and San Diego has a new coach. So there, there may be some, some temporary initial buzz, but let's be honest and clear, the owner could care less. With the network and television and everything else that the NFL has, if you and I showed up at the stadium, he's still going to make his money. They're not making That's money about on, on how many fans show up in that stadium. They are making billions in revenue stream off of uh, publicizing these games. They could care less how many fans come to that game. So if, if nobody from San Diego wants to come, if nobody in L.A. likes the Chargers, he could care less. That's what I'm saying. They don't care if they win or not. Nobody care about. It. I mean, they making their money when they have a TV game. Every time they game on TV, they only get a million dollars right away. I know it's more, but I think it's like a million for million that pocket. Way, way more, way more, way more than that. And and oh, I know, way more. I'm just saying. Other games are televised because they're on NFL Network. I mean, they they're, they're, they sign contracts for billions of dollars with CBS, um, NFL Network, uh, uh, Direct TV, billions of dollars a year being divided up amongst 32 owners. Um, what are you going to complain about? Like I said, you don't have to have anybody in your stadium, but it's in L.A., and, and you want to be seen at the game, and you got celebrities. People are going to show up. People are going to be at Chargers games and, and whatever else. they got a young coach or whatever, but that's not what it's about. It's about money. It's not about fans or loyalty or any of that other stuff. Hey, Abe. Yeah. You went to the Broncos and Raiders game. What that possibly just hit the general cost you? What was that? You just went to the Broncos and Raiders game. What that yeah. almost cost you? What that put you out of your pocket? 
about how much? Oh, man. Well, i tell you what. Uh, I just happened to buy some. I, I didn't pay for the tickets. My, you know, my wife got, got a set of tickets from her, her boss uh, that she gave to her. And uh, so uh, it was a nice gesture on, on her part for doing that. Uh, but, you know, I had to spend gas, and and, uh, and then I think uh, we kind of cheated on the parking there a little bit because we parked a little, a little ways away, and uh, we rode the train over, so that was about 10 bucks. You know, I, I kind of skirted through, but we did buy food, and we did buy beer, uh, and, you know, when it was all said and done, it was probably spent close to the beach. I don't know, at least a hundred bucks between the two of us, you know. So, wait a minute, think uh, 30,000 people in the stadium, just say that's the lowest, uh, uh, say a hundred bucks, 300 bucks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you, you got that, you got concessions, you, you make money off of parking. Um, yeah, you, you're making your money regardless, but my point is whether, whether those people show up or not, um, you know, you hear about blackouts and all these different things, and no games are blacked out anymore because... There's so much television money. There's so much television money in it <clears throat> that even though the ratings were down for the NFL this year, nobody's skipping a beat. I mean, they do have to return, I guess, some of the money because they didn't meet certain, um, I guess, levels or whatnot that they were supposed to make. So the NFL is returning some money. But like I said, these owners are dividing up billions and billions upon billions of dollars. Let's do this. Let's take our last break, and then I know Chris got a more question to ask. So we'll be right back with the Dallas Cowboys. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 
at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Zach, Zach Prescott. I mean, this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host of Ezekiel. I mean, Chris. You there, Chris? I am here. Ezekiel. And we got the prophet. Wayman, you the prophet. You there, Wayman? No, I've been the prophet, baby. I'm still the prophet. Still the prophet. Then we got my best friend, my buddy of all, America team, Abe. You with us, Abe? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to leave you alone, Abe. See, I, I'm not even, when I get back, I'm still not going to mess with you. I'm just going to smile at you, you know. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. I'm going to leave Abe alone. For now, for now. Yeah. All right, guys, this Sunday, it's do-or-die time. So we have the NFC and the AFC Championships game coming up. And truth be told, there's actually, you know, between the four four teams, there's some pretty pretty good quarterbacks on each team. I was, I, you know, if you think about it, you know, you have Ryan, and then you have uh, uh, um, um, Tom Brady, and you have Roethlisberger. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, those are like four phenomenal quarterbacks. So out of those, you know, you have Green Bay at Atlanta, Pittsburgh at New England. Let's start with Green Bay Atlanta. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Wayman? Um, I, I think they're very evenly matched. You look at where the game is being played. It's being played in Atlanta, so we're not going to have to worry about weather. Uh, that's a fast track. Teams are going to be up and down the field. Atlanta beat them 33-32 earlier in the season. Um, so to me, I look at the team that defensively is going to be able to make potentially the most amount of stops, and I give that edge slightly to Atlanta. I see Atlanta 37-30. Hmm. Okay. Wayman, what do you think? I uh, I would like to see... You mean Atlanta win, but we're, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here, and uh, so I, I think uh, you know, and it, as tough as it is, just to have just gotten beat by him, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I believe I believe the Packers are going to win that game. And it's, it's and and Abe, it's only because you you have sour grapes, right? And you want to prove well, that there's a reason why they why Cowboys lost? Well, you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to see I'd like to see you know somebody else in there, you know, besides the Green Bay Packers and the, the New England Patriots. But uh, you know, uh, history has a, a, a tendency of repeating itself, and I believe it's going to repeat itself again in this situation. We got the MVP of the league in Atlanta, so, and he's playing at home. I'm with Abe on that one. Green Bay on the road. They're on the road, and um, Atlanta do that every year. I'm surprised they're this far, you know, because the other teams was crappy. But Atlanta win every year like that and end up losing too. So, 
I just don't see them beating, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's not the MVP. I'll tell you that. Matt Ryan's not the MVP. Oh, wait a minute. I guarantee you, you that. Wanna, you want to you wanna, you wanna make another bet? I mean, you already owe me once at John Elway Steakhouse. I'm willing to, to go double or nothing. That is the MVP of the league this year. I guarantee he's not. Bet it up. What'd you say? Bet it up. You guys he can't heard it hear that. on the air. Where, can I go to lunch two days in a row? I mean, yeah, okay, it's up. Yeah, so, two days in a row. Two days, and this is like Christmas. Christmas has never ended for me. Chris, you think he's an MVP? They gonna give it to him? To, to Aaron? To Matt? Or, or to Ryan? I'm sorry, Matt Ryan. He will not win it. To Matt Ryan. You know, Matt, Matt Ryan's been the, the, the top of the, the whole, whole, I think the last four weeks, he's been ranked number one. Yeah, Chris, you can't save him now. He already bet it. We already said it on the air. Chris, you cannot save him. So what Chris said to you, love, in a different yeah. way, is yes. You better get Tom Brady. They're going to give it to him. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I think Tom Brady been, has been out of the... the of the voting for a while, and part of it's because he wasn't, he didn't uh, play the full season, and a lot of people aren't wanting him to to be the MVP because of that. Hey, hey, hey can I say this? Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, we didn't ahead. think Donald Trump was going to win either, did we? And look what happened. Okay, you better hope. You better hope Don, Donald Trump pulls some strings for his buddy Tom Brady to get the win for you. Otherwise, uh, you know, and I'm going for a big meal this time. Forget it. I tried to take it easy on the first time we yeah. go, but the second time, uh-uh. Yeah, eat good. Eat good. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat. <laughs> I cannot wait. I might call into the show on Thursday, Friday. I, I don't know when I'm going to stop calling into the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eat good. Eat good. <laughs> go ahead, Chris. Well, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the the changes in the coaching staff, you know. So, so look, for, look, for, well, for, for instance, let's go with with what I'm familiar with. Let's go with, with Vance Joseph here in Denver. What do you think about him becoming the head coach of Broncos, Abe? Uh, you know, I, honestly, uh, I don't know that much about him. Uh, I think, is it true, is it not true that he, what, one time or another coached with the Broncos? Not with the Broncos. That, I'm sorry? No. Not with the Broncos. He coached with Houston. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I must be thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not really familiar with him, so, uh, honestly, I, I, I mean, I think it's, you know, uh, it's great that they have a new coach, and, and hopefully that, you know everything works out the way that uh, that they want it to. You know, and I'm I'm sure you know John always done his homework on uh, on this guy. You know, and and you know he obviously he, he sees something in him that that uh, he believes will uh, be good for the Broncos. And so yeah, you know I without really knowing too much about him, uh, that's that's. That's all I really got, so. Gotcha. Wayman, what have you got? Uh, it obviously is a great hire by the Broncos. Uh, rumor has it that before Kubiak uh, surfaces the, the candidate, 
that's who they wanted to hire two years ago uh, after they let John Fox go. So it's not like John Elway was unfamiliar. That's why there's been no mystery as to who the Broncos are going to hire uh, from the very beginning. Um, so I think it's a great hire. The one drawback is if you're the Broncos, what do you need to fix, the defense or the offense? The okay. obvious answer is the offense, and you went, you went out and got a defensive-minded coach. The defense you don't have a problem with. You need to get someone in there to fix that offense and handle that quarterback situation. And one of the first comments that Vance Joseph, Joseph made is the quarter comp, quarterback competition is open. And obviously that's coming from John Elway because they want to play Lynch, which I think would be <clears throat> detrimental to that team. You want to go for potential over the person who actually played better and gave you the best chance to win games. So from that standpoint, maybe not so great, but I think they got a great young coach. Well, I got the music in my head, Chris. Uh, but I can't wait to hear from you guys next week and see uh, when Aaron Rodgers beat Atlanta. So, um, and then Matt Ryan will get the MVP. But thanks, That's guys. Right. I can't wait for that, that voting to come out. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. can't wait. See you next week. Thanks. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. <laughs> <laughs> 